Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. How has a year of social distancing impacted Americans with alcohol disorders? Well, addiction specialist Dr. Melissa Fritchie is joining us here to talk about what she's observed firsthand in her private practice pertaining to the pandemic exacerbating symptoms. She's also going to talk a little bit about uh, the impact and uh, the effect of uh, telehealth, maybe things we didn't think about. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Fritchie. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Well, give our listeners a little bit of background into your area of expertise. What led you to pursue a career in medicine, specifically uh, addiction medicine? Um, I have followed kind of a non-linear professional um, course. I am a family medicine trained physician, but I have worked in a variety of uh, areas of medicine. In 2017, I was at sort of a turning point in my career, and um, the theme of my work up to this point and ongoing has always been to focus on more marginalized and even stigmatized areas of medicine. And at the time, as I'm sure you are aware, we were at the height of the opiate crisis, Mm -hmm. And there was sort of a, a screaming need for providers willing to work with these folks. So um, this was a real natural fit for me. And um, at the time, there was also a great deal of education and training available for providers. So I was able to go on and become board certified in addiction medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, my work began in the area of opiate use disorder Uh, which is the medical language that we use for addiction, um, it quickly expanded to other substances because what we know about addiction is that it is actually a complex brain disease. It's not really concerned about the substance, but rather how the brain responds to this substance. Okay. So as far as any substance, the brain's reaction determines whether or not it is in fact a disorder. Well, that's correct. We talk about addiction being a very complex bio, psycho, social, spiritual disease. Mm -hmm. So the pieces of addiction are that um, in one respect, the brain is responding differently to the substance than it would in um, a person who doesn't suffer from addiction. Okay. In other words, the reward pathway is triggered to a much higher extent in someone with addiction, and then the negative pathways that are associated with some of that feedback are triggered also more strongly. And so that's what we see in folks who suffer from the brain disease of addiction. What are some of the signs of an unhealthy relationship, as it were, with alcohol specifically in people that are suffering with alcohol disorders? That's a great question. Um, I have learned a great deal from folks in recovery. Uh, It's been by far some of my best source of education. Mm -hmm. Um, I have learned a great deal spending time, uh, quote unquote, in the rooms. And they have a very simple definition. They ask, how do I know if I have a problem with drinking? And it's if drinking causes problems. 
Um, what's interesting about the definition of alcohol use disorder is that it has nothing to do with how much a person is drinking, but it does have to do with how the drinking is impacting your life. And so very simply, if it's causing you problems, then it is a problem. The diagnostic criteria for alcohol use disorder are actually kind of a list of features that, say, that ask whether or not you are developing problems with your drinking. On a biological level, this can include something like tolerance. In other words, needing to drink more and more to get the same effect. Or going beyond that, you can see dependence in which actually when you stop drinking, your body has withdrawal symptoms from this drug. Mm. Some of the other pieces, though, that we see are, is this causing harm in your life? Have you lost a job, uh, your spouse, your home? Are you having legal issues related to your drinking? One of the most concerning public health issues, of course, is, uh, for example, DUIs. Psychologically, have you tried to quit drinking or tried to cut back on your drinking but been unable to? All of those are ways that we diagnose alcohol use disorder. So this recent survey, this uh, National Institutes of uh, Health survey, says that um, alcohol consumption has increased during this pandemic. I told our listeners that you were going to give us some insights based on what you've seen firsthand in your practice. You're involved in telehealth. Is that as effective for people who are suffering from alcohol disorder who sometimes need that person-to-person contact uh, through a sponsor or something other? First of all, let let me say about telemedicine that um, telemedicine is here to stay. I think that in a lot of ways is a good thing because it has increased access um, to uh, to folks, especially in areas like addiction, where sometimes um, meeting with an addiction specialist, if you don't have one in your area, um, you know, now we can do that over telehealth. Um, there are many times that it's very appropriate for folks to use telehealth uh, instead of actually physically going to their office. Um, I would say I was very fortunate in that I was using telemedicine actually prior to the start of the pandemic. And so I was comfortable with that as a platform of care delivery. And for my patients with whom I already had an established relationship, Mm -hmm. we were able to make the transition to telemedicine pretty easily. However, the patients that I have seen during the pandemic, there are some of them that I have never met with in person. And as you point out, developing the relationship of trust and communication is much more difficult when it's not in that in-person setting. It's easier for some patients to do this than others, but it's it's definitely um, it's definitely harder to build that trusting, supportive environment um, via a telehealth visit. So, do you think that um, as this pandemic 
hopefully winds down or becomes at least manageable that urging new patients to get that uh, hands on initially before going to telehealth? Do you think that will become the norm or will it remain uh, hit and miss as far as uh, effectiveness for newer patients? What's been interesting for me um, is that I am now, now that my I and my staff are vaccinated and numbers are going down a little bit, we are having folks um, back in the office somewhat. Mm -hmm. And I've been somewhat surprised by how much of a barrier I find masks to communication with my patients. Mm. Um, obviously, I, I require my, my patients to wear masks mm -hmm. uh, in conjunction with all the public health guidelines. But I, at this point, am actually still conducting initial visits mm -hmm. via telemedicine so that my patient and I can see one another face-to-face. -face. We can read our facial expression. And I feel... Um, actually more connection doing a telemedicine visit than I do sitting in the office with both of us in masks. Um, I think it will be important for people to weigh safety considerations moving forward. Where can we go online? Where can our listeners go online and get some more information, maybe some more information about how social distancing, the pandemic relates to uh, those who are dealing with an alcohol disorder and maybe someone who's not sure whether or not they have an uh, alcohol uh, disorder or not? Give us a good website where we can get some more information. I'm glad that you brought that up. One of the things that I really wanted to define and talk about is actually risky or hazardous drinking. So risky or hazardous drinking is different than actual, actually than alcohol use disorder because for this we do actually talk about the amount that folks are drinking. The National Institute for Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism has defined risky drinking for us. Um, and this is gender specific based on biology and genetics. They define risky or hazardous drinking as, for a female, more than three drinks in a sitting or more than seven drinks in a week. For a male, more than four drinks in a sitting or more than 14 drinks in a week. So drinking at or more than this level, you may not meet criteria for alcohol use disorder, but you are setting yourself up for some of the long-term health consequences associated with heavy alcohol use. These are things like heart disease, cancer, um, and also um, some of the, the psycho psychiatric um, issues, increased violence, risk of DUI, depression, and suicide. And, of course, it can move you further along the continuum of drinking to alcohol use disorder. So if there's only one website that I would have folks take a look at, um, there's a, a pretty commonly used and effective screening tool about alcohol use called the audit screen. And it can be found at the auditscreen.org. This is an anonymous uh, quick survey that you can take 
to kind of rank where your drinking may be. Well, Dr. Fritchie, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Great conversation. Hopefully we'll speak again. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Melissa Fritchie. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download it SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel on youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.